Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Yale Global Online is the flagship publication of the Yale Center for the Study of Globalization and explores the implications of the world's growing interconnectedness through people, products, and ideas. Writing from New Haven, Connecticut, Susan Frachel reviews the book Exploited, Migrant Labor in the New Economy by Toby Shelley. The book describes the challenges of unprecedented flows of migrant workers, a result of economic liberalization. The review points to the need for a long and specific plan of actions that touches on many social bases. A Review of Exploited, Migrant Labor in the New Global Economy, a book by Toby Shelley, published by Zed Books in London. It's not uncommon for citizens in the world's wealthiest nations to work alongside illegal immigrants at restaurants and construction sites, hospitals, and even universities. While teaching a literary journalism class at a public university several years ago, I asked students to raise their hands if they knew an undocumented worker. To my surprise, most hands shut up, and the tales about perseverance and dashed dreams of dishwashers, landscapers, and cleaning women poured out. Governments of the wealthiest nations have created multiple dilemmas for their countries, their workers, the migrants, and democracy itself. My students immediately understood there are no easy fixes. Employers can blatantly abuse the illegal workers who are desperate for paltry wages and unpleasant tasks. The legal citizen is torn. Do I report the ruthless employer ending a livelihood for some yet perhaps temporarily ending the cycle? Or do I remain complicit in an insidious phenomenon that rips social cohesion? Rest assured, there's no easy answer, and so most of us remain silent. Citizens in wealthy nations are divided between those who want to close the gates on immigration and those who welcome the newcomers, argues Toby Shelley in his book, Exploited, Migrant Labor in the New Global Economy. Shelley, journalist with the Financial Times, provides superb reporting and horrific anecdotes to describe the unfolding tragedy. The ambitious poor in this unequal world are willing to risk their lives to improve their lot. Haphazard enforcement that includes fines or jail time, employer abuses, and public resentment do little to dissuade job seekers. Most voluntarily set out on long journeys counting on jobs non-existent in their homelands, and anticipating tedious, revolting, or even dangerous work. A teacher from Peru cleans toilets. A doctor from Poland does heavy lifting in a warehouse. And both are examples of drastic underemployment that delays progress in their own homelands. All the while, such immigrants hope that their sacrifice is temporary, that luck is on their side in avoiding theft bullying, rape, or death. Terse and angry, Shelley reveals how time and time again people jump through hoops of horror to live in lands that offer opportunity. Jobs mean survival in the modern world. Yet the typical reader who picks up this book doesn't need convincing about the exploitation, and the book will disappoint those who long for a specific plan of action. For now, ordinary citizens can only witness the rising inequality and degrading values that accompany a two-tier class society, one group with rights and the other without. 
Governments continued to rely on walls and fences, factory raids and accusations of criminality to delude their troubled citizens into thinking immigration can be controlled. In a world of national borders, governments easily claim that the newcomers from other countries have no rights, so the migrants become a convenient foe in the politics of enforcement. According to Shelley, the resentment exacerbates exploitation, including confiscation of passport, denial of food or breaks, sexual harassment or threats. Employers, large and small, take advantage of undocumented workers willing to toil for low wages. And yet the wealthy respond as though their communities are under attack by those who flee poverty in their homelands. That attitude, wealthy nation is victim, suggests that the labor is not force, that the workers don't mind a lack of standing in communities, and reinforces an illusion of fairness in what is essentially a class system. Shelley writes, trade liberalization has created a bigger pool of people desperate to improve their circumstances through migration, while simultaneously the pressures of competing with lower-cost rivals abroad may have made employers in some sectors more likely to take on cheaper, undocumented labor. As consumers press for low prices, employers in the agriculture, construction, cleaning, childcare, food processing, and restaurant industries staunchly support immigrant labor. Shelley notes, the employers claim to value the migrants' work ethic, otherwise known as a willingness to accept low pay and horrendous conditions. He notes the hunger for work, the reliability and flexibility of migrant labor are employers' terms for long hours, lack of overtime pay, unpaid duties, zero-hour contracts, and disposability of migrant labor. A government enforcement policy that focuses more on immigration status than workplace rights sets the stage for abuse of all workers. And Shelley concludes that the government has chosen to promote a narrative in which migration is associated with law and order rather than rights. A strong point in Shelley's book is the exposure of the blatant unfairness of a point-based system that creates classes of workers with different sets of rights, institutionalizing inequality and encouraging criminality. Experience shows that the more managed, restricted, and hedged about with regulatory barbed wire a migrant labor is, the less control authorities have over it. Even the most egalitarian societies cannot escape class distinctions that naturally emerge from education, occupation, innovation, or good luck. Yet policies that offer equal opportunity can inspire an entire community to set lofty goals, while those that establish a hierarchy instill manipulation, hopelessness, and intolerance. Shelley argues for decriminalization of immigration, focusing less on raids and more on workplace rights. He notes that open borders, eliminating the undocumented status, could do more than close borders in reducing the extreme wage inequality. The book is too brief to provide specific policy guidance or address legitimate concerns of towns that fear an onslaught of poor job seekers, adding to crowded homes and schools, homelessness, or hunger. Another challenge in setting policy, as pointed out by Shelley, is that the cost of raising young workers is higher in wealthy nations than in developing countries, ten times as much for skilled health workers. Developed countries that hire workers away from the poor nations could pay the training costs, he suggests, but governments on either side of the divide 
cannot afford to stop there. Countries must negotiate global labor mobility. Parents and schools everywhere must connect their children's education with roles in a global economy, encouraging motivation and efficiency at a young age. Most worrisome is how certain attitudes keep the illegals in their place. They can do their dirty work. Or, I'm helping this nanny by paying her half the minimum wage. Those weaken our moral compass. Communities can no longer throw up their hands accepting tired excuses that industries depend on cheap immigrant labor and that human rights have less priority. Because the entrenched inequality, hardly temporary, brutalizes the controllers and the controlled alike. That was observed 125 years ago by U.S. writer and one-time slave Frederick Douglass. He wrote, No man can put a chain about the ankle of his fellow man without at last finding the other end fastened about his own neck. Shelley and the rest of us must turn controlled anger to presenting the tough solutions. To end illegal immigration, consumers must accept higher costs and do without some luxuries. At the very least, citizens of the wealthiest nations have an obligation to examine numerous military, environmental, education, population, and economic growth policies, all of which set the conditions for inequality and displacement, creating a bleak world for so many. This and other Yale Global articles can be found at yaleglobal.yale.edu.